Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. It's about this time of year, every year, where sports talk radio and sports fans and the sports media have to make things up to talk about. There's no playoffs yet. Baseball season hasn't begun the real season and all. So what they have to revert to is questions to talk about something. And sometimes they'll bring up, well, who's the greatest player ever in that position or in that sport? So it allows them to debate uh, uh, the stuff that's going on. And uh, we're kind of doing that now with sports fans as they talk about the word GOAT. GOAT is abbreviation for the greatest of all times. So people might say Tom Brady, the quarterback for the New England Patriots, he's the GOAT. He always gets that. Or LeBron James or Michael Jordan or Colby was and all. And so they all start that uh, kind of conversation. But anytime anyone's named the GOAT, that means there's always going to also be a lot of opposition. Tom Brady might be popular in New England. But I can tell you the rest of the league can't stand him, huh? Anybody that wins six Super Bowls and all. And so there's automatic that you're going to be not thinking or no way he's the goat or we don't appreciate that. And you know, that's what's happening in today's gospel. Jesus with friends goes up the mountain and really the disciples tell him, you're one of the goats, Jesus. You're one of the greatest of all times. And you know what? We have a trophy here of Moses, one of the best from God, and also Elijah, And we're making you a trophy as well, too. You're going to be a goat as well. And what this does then is that, first of all, it gives honor to Jesus, but also there's going to be opposition and entrance into the unknown. The first thing is Jesus does receive great honor in expelling demons and healing people. But the first question is, What's your background? What's your degree? Where do you come from? And that's why their joke in the scriptures is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's because nobody good comes from there. He's a no one. And so he doesn't stay in his lane. He should know better than to give great honor because that's not his background and who he is. That's where some of the opposition happens. Secondly, some of the religious leaders asked, by what authority do you expel demons? Hmm, could it be Satan? They're saying, you know what? Honor comes to you, but if you don't have the proper authority and you're using the demons to dispel demons, then that brings great shame. So do you have legitimate authority or not? We're not sure. And the third thing, healing and exorcism is a political activity. Remember, Jesus lives under oppression. The Romans are there. And that's why crucifixion is a way to control people. And what a political activity that Jesus is doing by stirring up the people by healing and doing exorcism. Death is the way for anyone who does anything illegally in political activity. And so here's the thing. Jesus is given honor on top of a hilltop in a transfiguration. This is something very common in the ancient Mediterranean world. They know about dreams. They know about glorification. So that's something they understand. But here's what has to happen. Jesus needs to leave the mountain with his disciples and enter the unknown. 
know. He doesn't know how it's going to end. Sometimes Christians have a real misunderstanding of who Jesus is, that Jesus walked around and knew everything and about, and all you knew to do is turn to page 250 in the script, and this is what's going to happen. He knows. He's not afraid. No. Jesus enters fully because he teaches us that we have to trust God and listen to him in moments of entering the unknown. He doesn't know how it's in, but he trusts. And what a great thing for our parish and our country and the world to have this powerful message from today's gospel, that we, too, enter the unknown things in our lives often. I'd like to think about our parish for a minute. just want you to know about a year ago is when I started having my health issues. Okay? About a year ago at this time, I didn't have a heart attack because I would have been dead if I did, Okay? But I had the Widowmaker, and an incident happened where I had to go to the hospital, and they, they did that, and it was time for surgery. I needed bypass surgery. Quadruple. That's how big it was. And I've never had uh, anything cut in my life there, you know? They never had to do that. So I had to go the first time, and then I was still bleeding. I had to go the second time. Hmm? And then I had some complications with the fluids building up. So first of all, I'm entering the unknown. I don't know what it's like to go under. I don't know what it's like not being in control and depending on other people in your life. And I don't know about this recovery thing. And I'm thinking, you know, am I going to be able to return back as a pastor or not? I, that was the unknown. I didn't know what was happening. And I had to kind of deal with that. And some of you were dealing that right along with me. So then, as we go along in the parish then, we have lost some key personnel. You know, we've lost two guys that were so gifted and talented by decision and I even lost my best friend of 25 years working here. I'm grieving. I'm sad. And some of you are new. And some of you, it doesn't affect you. You just keep moving on. And that's okay, because it doesn't have to. But others were upset and angry and wanted to hold things. And we're grieving together. We just lost our plant manager for 10 years who has saved us millions of dollars, who's great, who makes everything. That's why you have nothing to worry about. Well, the government came in and offered him a lot of money and benefits that I can't compete against. I told him, go, take care of your family. And so we're real short-handed now. I don't know what's going to happen. We've lost some key talent, key people with gifts. What's going to happen? We could literally lose a lot of programs and a lot of things could, could happen as well. Talk about a whole year for a parking lot. I don't know if any of you are in construction, but do you know the term bleeding money? Hmm? It took almost a whole year for the parking lot. And anything that could go wrong with the parking lot with the weather did. It was a whole, almost a whole year of not having our offices, not having access. But it cost a lot of money. And then with the house that we got as well, the city kept saying this and that and that. And we had to meet with lots of lawyers. I don't know if you pay architects or lawyers, but that's bleeding money too, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, are we going to have to go back? Are we going to go broke? You know, what's going to happen here? Because the people are tired of that. They want something done. It's been a year. They're, you know, I'm impatient. They are too. You know, what's going to happen? And so we enter into the unknown. We're not sure. Will collections go down? Will people be upset? Will they not come because there's no parking lot? Some do. Some have left because they're not happy with happening in the Catholic Church. They've kind of left the parish, you know, and they said it's not for them. Some happen. But all I can tell you, because we're in the unknown, is Right now, at our finance meeting this week, collections are up from last year. People are still 
giving. In fact, they've increased their giving. And so they haven't abandoned us. They haven't let construction and all the other things that are going on discourage them. They're still giving to it. I tell you, I'm ready to keep working, huh? Because you believe in the mission. The people that we've lost in the talent, they still come and worship with us. They still eat at the table with us. And they're still part of our family there. They haven't abandoned us because they believe in the mission. So right now, I want to let you know, because of great management and the way that our finance team and our staff leadership work with your money, we should technically be broke and need more money from you and have more, more and more collections so that you can help make up the lot of loss. Well, all I need to tell you right now, we still have a million dollars to spend on furnishings in the bank. We have it. We don't need you, okay? In other words, and we have more set aside because we always set aside. St. Patrick's pays more than any other parish its employees. Okay, we're a lot higher than the diocesan guidelines because the last time I checked our social justice teaching, if the church is going to tell business how to be ethical, it's got to do it itself and treat its employees with respect and dignity as Catholic social teaching demands. I don't do it because there's a lot of money. You make a difference. I was one of the poorest parishes when I first came here. We paid what we could that was just and livable. Okay? Right now, last year, if you go from one year, we hosted 4,400 events at St. Patrick's. That's 12 and a half things a day something goes on on our property. That's a lot of tearing down building, a lot of water, a lot of electricity, a lot of manpower. That's a lot of things going. And you know what? It's going to get more because we're getting ready to move into our house. That's more ministry, more setup, more availability, not just for parishioners, but for Catholics and Christians and anyone who lives nearby or wants to come here and be nourished by support groups, by support, counseling, whatever way, that house of mercy is meant for everyone, not just those who are Catholics or Notre Dame fans. Huh? They're all welcome here as well. And so we're going to increase this as well. And so I'm just telling you, not because I want to pat myself on the back, is that what's going on in the world, we don't know what's going to happen. Will the collections in a couple of months be the same? Will you be here? Are you going to be afraid of what we're going to be going in the unknown? We don't know. And the point I'm trying to make is it never ends. You go from one unknown thing to another to another, and yet we should thank God that he brought us up to this point. And I want to let you know, you're all here at 1030 Mass today because God has brought you to this point. But how much unknown stuff have you had to deal with? You know, right now we have a number of ministers, mostly they're older because they're afraid to give out their social security number. They don't understand how a lot of organizations are asking, and how does it work? Those are good questions to ask and be fearful, but when two parishioners, one an FBI agent who ministers here, who takes that, who investigated how your social security number is used and stored, and she feels confident and safe in having her children here, she's one that tackles terrorists for a living. I don't know anyone tackles terrorists here, I know some of you might do. She does that for a living. And another person who teaches and sends people to the FBI and other places, he's there supporting that, giving our people proper information so that they don't quit ministry because they're afraid or they have misinformation. And you know what? We're sending that down to the diocese. 
St. Patrick's is helping the diocese. I want you to know that, okay? So that they have an FBI agent who freely gave from our pews and wants to assure anyone who's afraid of your social security number being robbed. I don't know. I'm not, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The Cardinals have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than anything bad <laughs> happening to you. I know I'll get beat up for that, but that's fine. But we are going to send you... We're going to send you the podcast of that meeting to hear directly from this person that hopefully will comfort you and give you an understanding because younger people and younger families don't have a problem with it. They're used to it. It's mostly the older ones, and I get that because it's scary, but I learned a lot of stuff attending those two sessions that I didn't know and that I feel very confident that what the, what the diocese knows about me is nothing other than I'm clear to be working. You know, in other words, that's what happens. And also how it's stored, it's safe. But you'll need to hear from an expert on that. And so that helps people enter the unknown. Think about our world and our country right now. We're entering some unknown. People, I didn't realize toilet paper was really important, but I guess it is, huh? <laughs> you know, and part of that is psychological. I understand that because, you know what? We all have a need to be in control of something in our lives. We are not very good, including me, in being human beings that we're not in control. And when we don't feel in control, we try to do something to make something happen. But you know what? This virus thing is going to remind us, especially us Scottsdale people, we think we're in control and we're not. Welcome to the unknown. But it's something you live. I look at you veterans. My dad is still alive, and he's a veteran of the Korean War. God has taken men and women who've seen the worst in humanity in war and have brought them to this point at this day to guide them through. It's not easy what they've seen. I think about you who have entered the unknown of relationships. You've done that, and God has brought you through. Doesn't mean it goes the way you want it to be, but you are right here right now because you've experienced so many unknown things. Yesterday, I did a wedding here of a young couple. I've known the groom and the family for many, many years. And so when he's getting married, part of the ceremony is going to a table with flowers there for the statue of Mary. They present flowers to Mary to ask for her intercessory prayers. And so I'm right next to him, and the couple's going for it, and the groom, who I know the family well, reaches for the flowers, and she goes, no, those are the wrong ones, this one here. <laughs> and I said to myself, buddy, get used to that, huh? Now, I can say that because I know him. It's not, you know, not making it. But the point I'm trying to make there is that how many times have you been married, you know, the sense of entering to marriage or a wedding for your family, friends, for yourself, and you're clueless. You enter the unknown. About the entering the unknown with risk, you know? I guess look at that parking lot there. God, that's beautiful, but we entered the unknown. Are we going to make it? Will it ever be built? Will we ever have enough money? And if I allowed fear to rule it, we wouldn't do anything. We'd still be in that one building. Some of you would be happy about it. I know that. But then we wouldn't be as a force for witnessing if we allowed fear to take place. We're going to guide you through this virus, but it's an important time to know that we still have to take care of one another, that fear divides us. Fear causes us to hoard. Fear causes us to stop living. And being so worried. Now, that doesn't mean that some people have extra vulnerability that we have to be sensitive to and care for. That's why you need to do what you normally do during the flu season. 
And no one should make fun of you or look down at you. If you don't want to shake hands, you don't have to. Do what you need to do what's good for you there. But you know what? I want you to know this type of unknown that our country, the world, and our parish is going through means that we need to be community more than ever for others. Look what God did to me. I should have been dead, really, in all honesty. And yet I had to enter the unknown of the medical field to be healed, and now I'm back. That's good news to some, bad news to others, but that's okay. <laughs> but you know what? I have to enter the unknown of a parish and leading a parish, but so do you. And look, God has brought you to this point at 1030 Mass, and he will help you through anything that's unknown because Jesus also entered the unknown. Will people accept him? Will he succeed? Will he give honor to God? Will he just die and not rise? No, Jesus is right there with us. And so welcome to the unknown. All Jesus teaches to is to trust. And these readings speak to a world that is fearful right now, to people in the parish that are scared and worried and entering the unknown. Just don't forget that God's brought you through so many unknown. Don't forget that. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 